0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, welcome to the show. This is the Millennial Millionaire Podcast and I am your host, Stephen Cohen. This podcast is focused on bringing some of the wisest minds from across the globe to discuss concepts, strategies, and ideals that have led them to be top performers in their respective industries and their lives. This show is for the millennials and millennials at heart to transcend their mindset, their health, and their income to the next level. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us. Welcome to the show. what is up everyone steven cohen here welcome back to the show another amazing week hope everyone is having a phenomenal end to the month as we record right now it is september 27th coming into the last quarter of the year feels like 2023 has been absolutely flying by so i hope those that are listening who are inspired who are motivated who are driven To go after your goals, go after your dreams, and making sure that you are on target. One thing that we spoke about today at our sales meeting was everyone sets goals at the beginning of the year. Everyone gets super fired up. They talk about their New Year's resolutions. I'm going to get a six-pack. I'm going to make $100,000, quarter million dollars, half a million dollars. I'm going to go travel the world. I'm going to go find that girl, that guy. But when you track people over this 12-month period, especially now coming into quarter four, most people aren't on track to hit their target. I'm a big believer in setting goals, but I'm a bigger believer in auditing your goals, auditing your life, and making sure that you're actually tracking your progression. If your goal this year was to make $100,000 for the first time, and you're not on track to make at least $75,000 in the next two days for the year, then chances are you need to do something different these next three months because you're not on track to hit your target. So whether that is auditing your performance, auditing your commitment, your mindset, your work ethic, and making those micro shifts in order to change the trajectory of these next three months of your year. I'm a firm believer that it's not how you start, it's how you finish, and making sure that you're really intentional over these next three months, because how you end 2023 is typically how you're going to start 2024. So I hope you guys are fired up. I hope you guys are out there making it happen, and uh, I'm excited to talk about this week's episode. We're going to talk about money, all things money. Now, money is such a taboo topic, I believe, in the 21st century, because whenever you bring it up at a dinner party, or if you're at Thanksgiving, or if you're hanging out with your family, most people don't talk about money because it's such a interesting topic. It either fires people up, or it either triggers people if they're not doing what they need to do. But I believe that one of the biggest epidemics right now is financial literacy. People don't understand how to, one, make money, two, save money, but most importantly, multiply that money. Warren Buffett has a quote. He says that if you cannot figure out a way to make money while you're sleeping, you're going to have to work until you die. So making sure that we are super mindful of how we're earning money, saving that money and multiplying that money, because at the end of the day, guys, all of us want freedom. That's why we do what we do. No one goes to school just to hang out. No one invests hundreds of thousands of dollars into student loan debt and your time and energy into a four year college degree just to have that college college degree. The idea is to get out of college. The idea is to get into the workforce, get into the real world, and go out there and earn money to take care of yourself, to take care of your family, to take care of your future family. But the statistics the statistics don't lie. Most people in America, one of the most wealthiest countries in the history of the planet, most people are still living paycheck to paycheck. Most people don't have more than a couple thousand dollars most in their bank account. The current retirement age for our generation, for male, is projected to be 72 years old. The current system isn't working. Our parents' mentality when it comes to working a job, getting a career, working 40 hours a week for 40 years of your life, hopefully retire one day off of your retirement plan, it is not working anymore. So in order to get different results, you have to do something different. So today we're going to talk about money, how to make money, how to save money, and how to multiply money. But the first step in all of this equation is you have to figure out a way to make money. There's a law called the law of compensation. I'd recommend you guys look it up by Bob Proctor. And just like a lot of the universal laws, like the law of gravity, the law of attraction, the law of lift, These laws will govern how much money you're able to earn in your career. The law of compensation, there's basically three steps into earning money, into increasing your income. Because at the end of the day, you can't save your way to wealth. You have to figure out a way to get into a vehicle in order to make more money. So there's more money at the end of the month and not more month at the end of the money. So three steps. First step, there needs to be a need for what you do. It doesn't matter how good you are at your craft, how good you are at your job, how great of a person you are, how hard of a worker you are. If there is not a big enough need for what you do, if you're not in a vehicle, if you're not in an industry, if you're not in a platform where you have unlimited earning potential, you're always going to be capped based on the value and the opinion of other people. I remember working at my nine-to-five job at Planet Hollywood 12, 13 years ago, busting my butt, selling cabanas. I may be a little biased, but I always felt like I was the best cabana person at the the job, yet the person next to me who was messing around on Facebook, who was just hanging out, he would come in late, he'd come in hungover, yet we were making the same amount of income. You need to get into an environment where you're betting on yourself and you have some type of performance-based income. Because at the end of the day, you're never going to get what you feel like you're valued at if you're working for somebody else. You have to get into a self-employed, you have to get into some type of commission, some type of performance-based industry, so your time isn't dictated, your worth isn't dictated by your manager, by your boss, or someone who doesn't have as much value that they see in you versus what you see in yourself. So, first step of making more money in terms of this law of compensation is that you need to find an industry. You need to find a job, a company, a career where there is a big need for what you do. They did a Forbes study, and they looked at some of the most successful people on the planet. And it's not how smart people are. It's not about how good-looking they are. It's not about how great of a speaker they are or how charismatic or what side of the street they were raised on or who their parents were. The number one dictator, whether someone is successful in the 21st century or is not— It's timing. It's being at the right place at the right time with the right people and taking the right amount of action. So it behooves you guys, for those that are looking to go out there and accomplish their goals, accomplish their dreams, to go out there and create generational wealth and break generational curses. It behooves you guys to get into an industry where there's no ceiling on your earning potential. Most people, the average family in America is making $60,000, $70,000 a year. After taxes, it's barely enough. You're living paycheck to paycheck. You have to get into some type of industry where you can bet on yourself, whether that's network marketing, sales, drop shipping, small business, something where you have unlimited room for growth and potential. The second concept of this law of compensation is your ability to feed that need. Step one is getting into an environment where you can bet on yourself and there's a need for what you do. Step two is how good are you at what you do? In my profession, in the sales profession, I'm in the solar industry, there's a massive need for what we do. The the utility industry is a $1.3 trillion sector. A lot of people believe that if things don't turn around in the next 20, 30, 40 years in terms of fossil fuels and global warming, that there is going to be a major problem for our future generation. There is a massive need for what we do. And that's why so many people in the solar industry are able to earn so much money. Yet, even though there's a massive need in our industry, there's a lot of people only making 40, 50, 60, $70,000 a year, busting their butt, why? How does someone in the same industry, in the same environment, with the same challenges, the same sales tools, the same mentorship, the same product offering, how do two people with the same exact circumstances make drastically different incomes? And you guys should be asking yourself this. How does someone earn five, six, seven, eight, ten times someone else being in the same platform. And that's because they are just better at feeding the need than you are. How good are you at what you do? Are you charismatic? Are you dedicated to your craft? Are you putting in the hours? Does your mentality reflect your work ethic? A lot of us will put in a lot of hours on our job and in our career, and we come home, we watch Netflix, we smoke weed, don't get me wrong, there's a time and a place for all those things, but we're working harder than our job than we're working on ourselves. Jim Rohn has a great quote. He says that if you work hard at your job, you'll make a living, but if you work hard on yourself, you'll make a fortune. What are you doing after hours in order to build your mindset, your skill set, change your paradigms, and... Pour into yourself, because at the end of the day, guys, as we know, we bring ourselves wherever we go. Everything we do on a daily basis, the number one common denominator is us. That failed business, that failed relationship... Us being out of shape, us being unhealthy, us being unfulfilled, the only common denominator in all the problems in our life is us. So having that awareness, the only way to fix these problems, the only way to change our life, the only way to become the hero of your own story is to take ownership and realize that if it's meant to be, it's up to me. Third step, the difficulty in there to replace you. So there's a great book. It's called A Linchpin. For those of you guys that don't know what a linchpin is, look it up. It's basically a little pin that goes into a wagon wheel. And the cool thing about this pin is, if you remove this tiny little microscopic pin from this massive wagon wheel, the whole wheel falls apart. The concept here, everyone, is you have to become a linchpin to your business, to your family, to your community, and to your society. Based on the law of compensation, it states that your income will be direct reflection to the easiness of being able to replace you. Are you replaceable in your business? Are you replaceable in your family? Are you replaceable in your community? And if the answer is yes, if the answer is if you quit your job tomorrow, if you leave your sales profession, if you quit your company tomorrow, and that there's not a big impact in terms of the business, chances are you're not making the money that you're supposed to because you're not valuable to that organization. My managers, I like to think myself, if I quit my business tomorrow, there would be a massive impact in terms of the directory of our business. Things wouldn't work the same. There'd be a big void that needs to be filled. And that is why I'm able to be compensated in the way I am. For the newest person that joins our organization, if they leave tomorrow, no one even knows they're gone. And that's why they're compensated to the way they are. So guys, your ability to make money in the marketplace, again, it comes down to these three things. There needs to be a need for what you do. You need to be in an industry that there's a high ceiling in terms of your income. Second thing, how good are you what you do? How great of a salesperson are you? How great of a communicator are you? How great of a father, as a mother, as a gymnast, as a professional athlete? How good are you at the thing that you're doing? And then the third thing is how easy is it to replace you? If it's easy to replace you out of your current career or your business, chances are you're not paid what you're worth because you haven't created enough value. Like the linchpin, if you're removed from the equation, everything falls apart. Step one, figure out a way to earn money. There's no way to save your way to wealth. You have to figure out a way through this law of compensation in order to increase your earnings and how to become more valuable to the marketplace. Step two of the equation of financial freedom, you have to save money. So there's a big difference between saving money and storing money. Growing up, money was always scarce in my family. I always remember being little and all the arguments and all the challenges and all the fear and anxiety and misery in my childhood. Most of it, about 90% of it was all around money. My parents would always argue about it. I'd always wake up and hear the news of how there's a shortage of money and how the economy is this and the economy is that. Growing up, most of us, if we don't come from an affluent family, chances are we have some really negative programs when it comes to earning money, saving money. I was always taught that rich people were evil. I was always taught that money weren't grow, doesn't grow on trees. Guys, money does grow on trees. It's paper. These are all philosophies that we were given from an early age to create scarcity and lack into our psyche. We have to realize that most of us who came from a very humble beginning, we don't know how to make money because of the programs that were unconsciously instilled in us from a very early age. So in order to shift our financial paradigm, in order to shift our money blueprint, we have to reprogram our mind. We have to shift the mentality from being into a scarce about money and our relationship about money and how successful people have to steal, lie, and cheat. It's not true because if you don't address your unconscious beliefs that were programmed to you, you're going to go through your whole life trying to create wealth, trying to create money, and things are going to happen to self-sabotage you because of your paradigms about how you view the things that you need to. Our belief system, our paradigms, our philosophies are so powerful that if we don't address those first, it doesn't matter how hard we work or how many times we try and go out there and create wealth, it's not gonna work. So your intention about money is extremely important. I don't like the concept of saving money because it has a very scarce mentality to it. I don't believe in saving money, I believe in storing money. This is the big distinction. Saving money, there's a scarce energy to it. You're trying to hoard money. And just like everything else in this world, money is energy. The more that you allow it to go, the more that it'll come back to you. If you're trying to hold on to your money, save for a rainy day. As our parents told us, if you save for a rainy day, guess what is going to happen? Rainy days. Your tire is going to pop. Your car is going to break down. Your uncle is going to hit you up out of nowhere and ask for money. So I like the concept of storing money. What is a storage unit for? It's to temporarily place your items into this unit for a short amount of time to then use that money to deploy it into something that is going to be of significance. So think of your savings account. Instead of a savings account, create a storage account create a place where you're going to put money into to then use that money not as an emergency fund, not as a place to hold on so if bills get too heavy, you're going to get rid of it, but to put into an account where you're going to then go deploy that into another investment, into something, into your business, or an investment into yourself. Saving money is super important, guys, and one of the main ways to save money is your taxes. Believe it or not, taxes are going to be the most expensive bill that you'll ever pay in your life. It's more than your car payment, it's more than your health insurance, it's more than your child support for your baby mama, it's more than how much money your parents are gonna ask you for. Taxes are going to be the number one thing you spend money on paying Uncle Sam in your whole life. So getting financially sound about taxes and how to create a tax deductible life and realizing that taxes were meant for the rich, not for the poor. We all hear the Donald Trumps of the world and all these mega billionaires who pay less percentages in taxes than the average construction worker or the average teacher. And I'm not one to say the game is fair, but the game is the game. I'm not here to reinvent the rules. My job is just to learn how to play the game the most effectively. If you can't beat them, join them. So understanding how the tax code is written, understanding how the business owners, because They're out here to create more jobs and more opportunity. The government rewards that. Isn't it crazy that someone that makes high six-figure income or multi-millions of dollars pay less percentile than the average $60,000, $70,000 a year earner? Some of you guys will think that's unfair, but that's life. So if you can't beat them, join them. So figure out a way to create a tax-deductible life. Figure out a way to create an LLC so you can start taking part in deductions. My goal here is to buy a Yaris in the next four, five, six, seven months. Why? Not because I'm just trying to flex. That's part of it. But because if you buy an SUV over 6,000 pounds, you can depreciate the whole thing. We are not taught this in school. Our parents don't teach us this stuff. That's why so many business owners, they're buying Euruses. They're buying, they're buying Land Rovers. They're buying Escalades because the tax code is set up to offset your taxes if you know what you're doing. So, I'm not a CPA guys, but you have to create some type of foundation when it comes to taxes. If not, you're just going to be spending money every single month, every single year to the IRS when in reality if you understood how it worked, you'd be able to save tens of thousands of dollars over the next couple of years. Some some tactical things I would recommend. Download QuickBooks if you're a business owner. Get a high-yielding savings account. What's a high-yielding savings account, Stephen? Well, your current Wells Fargo, your current Chase, your normal bank account, you get literally a fraction of a percentage. I believe it would take 140 years to double your money. I don't know about you. I'm not living 140 years. If you get a high yielding savings account, they're completely free. Wealthfront, Capital One, American Express. You can get anywhere from four to 5% annually on your money by just keeping your money in a high yielding savings account versus your Wells Fargo or Chase account. The the game here, guys, is how do I make the most amount of money on my money? Again, as Warren Buffett said, if you don't figure out a way to make money while you sleep, you're going to have to work until you die. As you start developing these habits of saving, you start to realize how the game is played. The game is how do I leverage my money? not my time? How do I leverage other people? How do I have my money work harder for me than I do? And it doesn't happen overnight, but by doing these things, investing in high yielding savings accounts, having these storage accounts where you're saving up money for certain investments that we're going to get into, by doing that, you start to build the habit of saving and investing. And in my experience, the habit is more important than the actual amount. If you don't think that you can save every $100 you make out of every $1,000, you're definitely not going to be able to save every $10,000 out of every $100,000 or every other every $100,000 out of every million dollars. The quantity is not as important as the habit. Start today. Start saving a little bit today because as your income increases, as you starting adding more value to the marketplace, you can then increase that quantity and the habit will be there for you as you start to make more money. Get educated, guys. I'm not a master at any of these things. I have certain resources in my life that I leverage. I'd recommend find a good CPA, find a good financial advisor, find a good legal person, and having these people as your financial, career, business, consultation resources, because by doing that, you can leverage their knowledge, leverage their time, and it's gonna save you a lot of money. The last concept in terms of the saving bucket is you need to pay yourself first. There's a concept by a great book. It's called The Richest Man in Babylon. I highly recommend reading it if you guys have not It's probably one of the most basic books in terms of financial literacy, but also one of the most powerful. And it has a concept on there. It says pay yourself first. Most of us, we go out there, we spend first and then save and invest later. My ask is save and invest first and then spend later. Paying yourself first, Means instead of paying your bills, instead of paying the IRS, instead of paying your girlfriend's Gucci bag fund, instead of paying your parents asking you for money, instead of paying everyone else and then having what's left over to save, save first, save for your future. Because by doing that, you're creating the habit, you're creating the rituals in order to make sure you pay yourself first. And I guarantee you, you're going to wake up in a year, two years, three years, five years, have a lump sum of money because you decided to pay yourself first. And then you have options. Guys, this whole game is about creating options, creating freedom. the The goal of making money is not to drive a nice car, It's not to live in a nice house. It's not to have a nice lifestyle as much as social media and Instagram and TikTok will fool you. The game is to create freedom. The game is to create enough wealth, create enough money, create a big enough financial wall around yourself, your family and your future family where you never have to work again for the rest of your life. My goal is to work because I want to, not because I have to. I never want to be in a situation again where I have to clock into a job or I have to go meet someone because I have to pay the bills. My goal in the next decade is to create a lifestyle where I don't need a vacation from. And the only way to do this is to master these three skill sets, earning money, saving money, and eventually duplicating that money. So moving on to the last concept, investing money. So first step earn money. Second step, save money. Third money is you have to invest money. And most people, they overcomplicate this step. They overcomplicate the investing aspect of it. I'm not a financial literacy guy. I'm Jewish, so that gives me some credibility. But I'm not a super expert when it comes to this stuff. But I understand basic principles because complexity is the enemy of execution. When things are complex, whether you're trying to sell someone or you're trying to digest a new concept about investing, complexity doesn't lead to execution. You have to dumb it down and make it simple for the average person to be able to absorb that. And I hope I'm doing that for you guys. First step. You got to get your credit right. Five years ago, I had a 520 credit score. I tried to go get a car. I had the money. I had the down payment. I had the overhead to be able to afford the monthly payment, but I couldn't get the car I wanted because I had no credit or I had bad credit, like a lot of us, because growing up, I missed a lot of car payments. I didn't get taught about financial literacy, and I didn't get taught of how good credit is. Guys, credit will determine your interest rates, it'll determine how much money you spend in interest over the your, the rest of your life. It is one of the most important things to focus on. And it's not rocket science. One of the biggest myths that I've ever heard in my life is credit cards are bad. Credit cards are only bad if you're dumb. Just like drinking too much water could be de- bad if you're dumb and you drown in it. But credit cards in itself, from an objective standpoint, should be your best friends. Credit cards are super cool because one, it builds your credit. But two, you're able to get points and rewards and perks. I put all of my expenses on my credit cards. I don't use a debit card. Why would you ever use a debit card when you have credit? Credit's super cool for two different reasons. One, it doesn't automatically take the money out of your account. So you're able to get a full invoice for the month and go through your statements to make sure everything looks good and to make sure that you have liquidity. The second big thing about credit is I put all of my spending on my credit cards because it gives me points. I put my spending on my credit cards and then I utilize my points to pay for my lifestyle. I can't tell you the last time I paid for a flight, paid for a hotel, because I put all my spending on my credit cards. I get points for utilizing these credit points. And then I'm able to monetize those points to get awesome airplane rides, to get five-star hotels. I was just looking at a flight to Dubai that I could literally pay for, for all of my points first class on Emirates. Yet, most people aren't doing this. Most people are just using their debit card, swipe, 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 and then having to come out of pocket to pay for travel. So guys, get educated on credit. Again, I'm not a credit expert, but it's important to have a foundational knowledge about this. Okay. One of the most profound things that I've ever heard in terms of financial literacy, poor people they pay for liabilities. Rich people, they pay for assets and then have those assets pay for those liabilities. To give you guys example, instead of going to spend 30 or $40,000 on a car, take that 30, $40,000, invest it into a duplex, invest it into a house, invest it into the stock market, and then have the dividends and the cash flow and then take that cash flow and then go lease the car or then go buy the car. Spend money on assets because it creates depreciation depending on your asset class to help with your taxes, but most importantly, you're putting your money to work. That is one of the great myths about buying liabilities. You have to realize an asset is something that makes you money and appreciates over time. A liability is something that spends your money and depreciates over time. Understanding the difference between liabilities and assets will create either freedom or prison in terms of your life. So getting very mindful and specific about those things. And again, I'm all about living a nice lifestyle. I drive a nice car. I live in a nice house. I take a lot of vacations. My girlfriend is very bougie. Like I'm all about living a nice lifestyle, but I also understand that I pay myself first. For everything that I spend money on, for this car I want to go splurge on, I make sure I have two to three to four to five times that into an investment that is working harder for me than I do. So be very mindful with the things that you're spending. Last thing about this, you will never get rich trading time for money. It is absolutely impossible. There's only 24 hours in a day. You have to create leverage. What is leverage? It's like a lever being able to pull that lever to create more strength than if you were just using your own manpower. Leverage is so important. How do you leverage things? You can leverage people, you can leverage money, you can leverage circumstances, you can leverage leverage social media, but you have to figure out a way to get out of your own way, take a step back, and get your money, get your time, and get your resources working harder for you than you actually are. So the two most basic principles of investing is dollar cost averaging and compound interest. If you just learn these two things, everything else takes care of yourself. Most people who think they're investing are actually trading. I'm not a trader. I'm not trying to pick and choose when a stock goes up and down or when a real estate price goes up and down. I'm not skilled enough, and most people statistically over a long enough period lose money doing that trading is an active skill set. I'm an investor. I am a passive investor where I put money in consistently. This is what dollar cost averaging is, guys. doesn't matter what the market's going up or down. doesn't matter if houses are going up and down. It's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. So realizing in the stock market, just build the habit. Start investing consistently. It doesn't matter if it goes up or down. And statistically speaking, history shows that someone that dollar cost average averages into mutual funds or big, big mutual funds like S&P 500 or the NASDAQ will make more money over a long enough time horizon than the people actively trying to trade. Compound interest, Albert Einstein says, is the seventh world wonder. The magic of compounding works because as a lot of you guys have heard the analogy, would you rather have a million dollars today or a penny that multiplies over the next 30 days? Most people would take the million dollars for instant gratification. But in reality, that penny that doubles over a 30-day period comes out to $3.4 million. So realizing the power of compounding, that if you start small but consistently doing it over a long enough period of time, you will create wealth. Becoming a millionaire is not hard. There's a lot of different ways to doing it, and you don't even have to make a million dollars in a year. You have to understand basic principles. You have to understand appreciation, and you have to understand compound interest. Everyone in life will become a millionaire one time in their life, but some of us won't be alive to experience it. So it behooves you guys to have urgency. It behooves you guys to get serious about your financial future because it will either cost you. You'll either pay the price of discipline now or the, the price of regret later. In closing, guys, the last step, we talked about making money, we've talked about saving money, we've talked about investing money, the last step is you need to simplify your life. There's a concept called your financial nut. I know you're laughing right now on the other side of the screen, but bear with me. What is your nut? Your financial nut is essentially your bare necessities. It's all the bills, it's all your overhead, it's all the things that no matter what you have to pay for. Think of your car payment, your health insurance, your rent or your mortgage, uh, your, your telephone bill, your food bill, your gas bill. I invite you guys, write down all of your basic necessities, all the things that you have to pay for no matter what, and write that number down. For some of us, it's going to be 4000 some of us 10000 Depending on what season you are in your life, you'll have either a high or low number. Now take that number, and now you have a target. Now you realize, okay, Stephen... I'm hyped up. You're firing me up. How do I create this freedom? How do I get into the right mentality in order to start saving and investing? This is where you start. Say your nut is $5,000 a month. Now you realize, okay, that is the bare amount of minimum that I have to make that's going to bills. Of course, you got taxes, et cetera. Now, if you're in a sales career, if you're in an industry that is performance-based where you can choose how much money you decide to make in any given month, now it's, okay, I need to make $10,000 a month. Because $10,000 a month will leave me after taxes with maybe three or $4,000 a month, and then I can start getting to work. The difference between your income and your nut is the ammunition you have in order to create your financial future. Because that wiggle room that you're creating, now you can invest it. Now you can start putting it away for a rental property. Now you can start investing into the stock market. Now you can put some money in crypto. Just kidding, don't do that. But you need to realize that you have to understand what your target is, And if you don't have a target, you can't hit something that you're not sure what you're aiming for. Okay, so figure out your nut and understand, okay, the difference between your income and your liabilities equal that meat that you have in order to go create freedom and duplicate. In closing, guys, the goal is to escape the rat race. There is a lot of people making a lot of money. I have people in our industry making two, three, four, five hundred thousand $500,000 a year that are living paycheck to paycheck, that are still in the rat race. Why? They make more money, they get a nicer car, they live a nicer lifestyle, they buy a nice watch, whatever the case is, and then they're still in this constant rat race, and the issue about the rat race is, even if you win the rat race at the end of the day, you know, you're still a rat. So understand, the goal is not to flex, the goal is not to impress your friends, The goal is to create a life where you don't need a vacation from because once you understand your nut, once you hit that number in enough residual passive income, then you can create freedom. Then you can go to Bali for six months out of the year and smoke weed and meditate, or you can go help a child orphanage in Thailand. Whatever your goals and dreams are, your financial future depends on it, and this understanding of financial literacy is the key to unlock that. Hope you guys got some value. This stuff obviously fires me up, but it's extremely important. Not enough people talk about money. Not enough people have a plan. And again, you don't have to be making crazy amounts of money in order to do this. You just have to understand basic principles. You need to figure out a way to start making more money, 2, 3x your income. You need to learn how to save and start reprogramming your mind and your financial blueprint to start taking out all the negativity and all the lack paradigms and start planting it with prosperity and abundance. You have to learn the basics of investing, and you have to understand your target, where your overhead is, and create an actual plan. So I hope you guys got some value. There's three months left of the year. Again, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I hope everyone can crush these next three months. Have a Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate on debit and not credit. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode.